I just had to mm, do that before we started. So. I think it's still recording. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it started a new one. <laughs> That's going in the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and one of my nostrils is unfortunately clogged up due to some allergies. Whoa, from, whoa, whoa, TMI. Uh, from spring cleaning. <laughs> and so we're going to have some fun trying to smell wine today. I yeah. <laughs> um, so on today's show, I'll be reviewing some Malbec, and Brittany will be drinking some Malbec. Yeah. So while I pour us a couple glasses here, um, Brittany, you picked out Malbec for us to review this week. I did. Why did you choose uh, this wine? Um, so one of my good friends, Katie, a few days ago actually brought us a Malbec to try um, when we hung out at our home. Um, and I totally forgot about how good Malbec is. You know, it's one of those um, wines that I just easily forget it exists and so i just kind of wanted to learn more about it sweet well um why did you why don't i hand you this bottle and uh you describe it for folks yeah so i picked this specific bottle out um it's a 2018 malbec from mendoza argentina and it's called Battle Axe, and it's 13.5% alcohol. Okay. Um, the bottle itself, I, I saw there was like a double-sided axe on it, the weapon. And um, yeah, what other kind of double-sided axes? There are. They exist. Okay. For tree shopping or whatever. This is definitely like dwarven level Battle Oh, axe. yeah. Definitely something you'd see out of the Lord of the Rings. Yep. For sure. So there's one of those just right on it, and it just intrigued me. And there's this little, like, kind of kind of teardrop of wine at the top. It looked or is it blood? Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're in for war. I, I, I thought it was wine at first, too, but uh, yeah. just looking at the placement and the whole theme of battle. No, I, I see know. that. And I think they're probably playing on that, so. Yeah, definitely. And I just, I craved violence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool. Uh, so here we are with this wonderful bottle of wine. Yeah. So um, before we get too far into the episode, why don't we talk about what is Malbec? And uh, Sure. Yeah. Um, so originally it was actually called Cot, or it's it's pronounced differently, it's right? It's pronounced Co in French, but in French, spelled Cot. It's yeah. like spelled C-O-T. In Melbeck, it's a grape variety from France. So uh, where it is now mostly grown is like southwest of the country. And it was renamed Melbeck because Lord Melbeck <laughs> was the first to bring the grape variety to uh, to the right bank of the Bordeaux region. Hmm. Yeah, I, I we were doing a little bit of reading and I guess left bank, right bank is a pretty big distinction in France. Yeah. I... Don't know exactly why it's such a big deal. I think at the time it was kind of considered a lot of the borders between the different vichys in France. Mm. But I don't know why why it's such a big deal in wine. Because a lot of right. wine specifically refers to either it's a left bank wine or a right mm. bank. So I'd be interested to do a bit more research about that. And That would be fun to do for yeah. an episode. Perhaps when we do a Bordeaux episode. Because Bordeaux is one of the wines that has the biggest kind of left-right bank distinctions. A little bit more information Today, more than like 75% of Malbec is grown in Argentina, actually. 
um, which has kind of brought the wine back to prominence, uh, really, when it went to Argentina. And it's funny, when we went to the Whole Foods market to look at wine, most of the Malbecs we saw were from Argentina. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about more of this later, but it was like crazy how many we saw that were right. from Argentina. Yeah. Right. So uh, what sort of tastes do you think we'll expect for this wine? Yeah, so we did a bit of research about tasting notes, and honestly, we got a fair range because the the old world and new world Malbecs are going to taste and smell a little bit different, um, especially with regards to elevation, but some that are pretty... You know, the grape has across the board are like black black fruits, black cherry, uh, plum, raspberry, pomegranate, also blackberry, blueberry, and then raisin. And then getting away from the fruit um, into some more subtle notes, there's like cocoa nibs, milk chocolate, coffee, mocha, molasses. And then depending on where it's grown, some also have like an earthy component. So mm. that would be like gravelly tobacco um even dill grassy herby kind of notes um and malbec producers also usually age wine in oak so that can also add vanilla and some of those chocolate kind of notes that we mentioned earlier so sounds delicious so far yeah i I think it's going to be pretty good um i haven't had that much malbec i've had a couple that that you've brought over or that maybe somebody brought to our house but yeah, Malbec in general is pretty middle of the road as far as like acidity and and tannins and uh, kind of body are concerned. So sometimes it can be a little bit hard for blind taste testers to figure out this is a Malbec versus like a, a Zinfandel or um, a Bordeaux or something that has a similar body and tannins. Yeah, the way you do it is is because the color that comes up on the rim of the glass, right? It's like a... A bright magenta color? Yeah. I, this is funny to me because we use the bl- word blind taste testers, but if you were blind, you wouldn't be able to see the color. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. So I, anyway, I just thought that was a funny thing that, <laughs> that they mentioned. No. Uh, all right. Well, uh, enough talk. Let's get in. Uh, let's snick our, stick our nose in here. And, uh, <laughs> let's snicker. And, and we haven't had any wine yet. So No, <clears throat> we're just hyped so up let's, here. Uh, let's smell it. Well, I'm definitely getting more of a fruit forward smell. Yep. I I think there is something definitely dark fruit, but something maybe a little bit more acrid underneath. I think I'm getting like leather. Yeah. I I think that's a pretty good description. Yeah, that nice leather smell like from a leather jacket. Yep. It's, but certainly fruit first, I think. Um, and as far as which fruits coming to mind immediately, plum is probably the big one. Yeah, I and would then, agree. And then berry, probably not the raspberry that we mentioned, but like blackberry. blackberry. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Something oily almost too, um, which might be just that leather that you mentioned. But like if you just dunked olive oil in there? No, not a cooking a oil, like a road oil. <laughs> road oil. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Something like that. It might be just the alcohol. This is, you know, somewhat higher alcohol content, so. Yeah, what, 13.5%? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's give it a taste. Okay. It tastes like I'm licking the bottom of a leather shoe. Uh, But in a good way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, where are you going with this? (laughs) One new ones that you haven't worn yet. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't 
think it's that leathery. I think it smells more leathery than it tastes. But it I disagree. It certainly is not sweet. It's savory, and I already like it a lot. Yeah, it's uh interestingly the medium kind of acid thing that we mentioned earlier very much fits here. You kind of first get a, a little bit of a mouth puckering sensation from the acid, but it it goes away super fast and it does, and it's just smooth. Maybe I'm getting like a hint of tobacco at the end. Yeah, or pepper, something. Pepper. I, I think more pepper. Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, black pepper. It's kind of like that taste that you get when a little bit of pepper burns off. Let's say you put some pepper on fish mm. or something and you put it in the pan and a little bit of that burns off that taste. Mm. It's good. It's I like this wine a lot. I like it too. It's not, I mean, it's not substantial, but it's definitely a good wine. Yeah. And the interesting thing too is all those fruits that we mentioned on the note uh, for the smells, they definitely come through in the taste, but they're kind of not as strong fruit as I kind of expected. Right. I expected it to be more fruity, but it's definitely just savory, like that leather that I'm getting. Um, but still some hint of dark fruit is in there. Yeah, let's look at our other tasting notes that we did in the research. So grassy herby, not so much. Right. Um, also chocolate and cocoa, maybe more on the the coffee. Yeah, I would say coffee. Um, So maybe this type wasn't set in an oak barrel as long. Yeah, that might be. That Very might be possible. True. Yep. Um, yeah, because it doesn't have as much of that vanilla chocolatey kind of. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. I, yeah. I'm, I'm no oak connoisseur, but that would Same. make sense to me. Yeah, okay. Alrighty. Well, um, what did you expect com- uh, versus the nose and then tasting it? Anything, any surprises or? I definitely, after I re- researched, thought that this would just be more fruity. And I'm not disappointed. <laughs> no, neither am I. Just because I tend to try not to go super fruity and I don't love super complex wines. And this is nice because it's not super complex. I think it is well balanced um, because it is medium. It's like middle road of the wines. Yeah. So one of the reasons that kind of this style of Malbec is so popular is because it's so well-rounded. And yes, Malbec traditionally isn't as well-rounded as this. A lot of old world Malbec is not uh, quite so acidic, um, which leads it to be a, feel a little bit more hollow. Interesting. Um, and yeah, we were kind of reading that um, the acidity comes from the elevation. So one of the reasons that Argentinian Malbec is so popular is because of that additional acidity from growing at a high, higher elevation. Okay. So, so like mountains in Argentina. Exactly. And a lot of the... Argentinian landscape is really, you know, steep slopes. And so, yeah, pretty interesting. I think that we'll get to compare here in a second to a more old world style of uh, Malbec, but I'm very interested to see what that kind of tastes like. How did this Lord Malbec guy kind of just say, let's just run to the desert and see if this will grow? Like, how do you even make that decision? (laughs) I think because it was originally kind of in the Piedmont region, the, the vine. Mm. was first cultivated there almost on the border with Italy. 
Okay. And so super fertile region. And he decided I'm going to, she's laughing because <laughs> ostensibly there's a sex joke in there. I'm a six year old. <laughs> um, and so anyway, he brought them over and decided, look, I really like the other wine that's growing in this area. So what if I bring this grape and, and bring it here? I think. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. So it was more of a, you know, He'd already had an established vineyard, and now he's bringing it over to supplement. Nice. So he wanted to grow his business and see if it flourished. He was a a lord of a small duchy in France, so I don't know that he needed business. He had his serfs and peasants to pay him or whatever. But Cute. It's more about, you know, he wanted good wine. Makes sense. We all do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's take a short break, and we'll start opening our second bottle. Ta-ta for now. Alrighty, welcome back, everybody. Uh, for our second bottle here, we have a 2017 Malbec from Cahors in France called Clos Siguier, which I think is just the producer's name. So actually. glad I didn't have to say those. <laughs> um, and that's in the Bordeaux region in France. So, um, in fact, this is one of those wines again that you know it isn't labeled Malbec anywhere. We had to figure that out ourselves, but it was in the same section as a, several other Malbecs that were from France that were labeled. So mm. that's kind of how we figured that we out. We went to Le Google. <laughs> exactly. Why don't I kind of describe the bottle for folks? So yes, please. This is a pretty plain uh, looking bottle. It has a Roman aqueduct, I would say, on the front of it, uh, which is pretty traditional for southern France. It has uh, some plain white on black and black on white and some red accent marks. So it's 12.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah, I'm just showing Brittany the picture here. Yeah, would you visit there, that specific picture? I don't know. It looks pretty cool. It looks like a kind of a, they've converted the aqueduct into a bridge over a river maybe. Yeah. Is it romantic enough? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would propose to somebody on that bridge. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's Big. Well, you know, <laughs> depends on the view, I suppose. You can't see what the bridge is looking out over, so it's probably True. like industrial factories and. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah, I mean, you know. All right. Uh, so while I pour us some of this Malbec, uh, give us a give us some wine facts. Hit us with the facts. Yes, yes. So, um, so there is a difference between old and new world. Malbecs. So New World versions, such as the first wine we tried from Argentina, they're traditionally more fruit forward, which we were kind of expecting, um, with the blackberry and plum really coming out, as well as some more nuanced, like tobacco and cocoa notes as well. Um, like we did discuss before, not as fruity as, as we expected, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so Old World versions, they're typically... Um, like, like the one that we're about to try, usually a bit less sweet with like floral, floral notes, floral, floral notes, dark fruit, like currants and a savory bitterness, sometimes described as green or perhaps leathery. Well, we got a little bit of that one in our last one. We there, did. So. That's super interesting. Um, quick aside. I'm not sure I have tasted a currant before. I don't think i have either so this came up in actually a video i was watching about coffee tasting mm. wherein 
currant is a pretty common fruit in Europe. And so mm-hmm. coffee tasting notes from producers there often have currant as a th- thing on the label because it's something that people can uh, relate to. But here in the States, currant is not really a thing that's common at all. So coffee tasting judges in some of these competitions where European producers have you know, touted how it tastes like currant mm. were unable to kind of get points from judges for that. And I think that's pretty applicable here. The, co- the tasting note is current, and I don't think that I can place what that tastes like. I'm not sure either. We'll have to try to, I don't know, Amazon purchase one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are around. It's just not yeah. as common as, as right. some other places. So, right. yeah, uh, let's uh, let's go and do some uh, tasting or like pairing for, for Malbec before we get into the second wine. So pairings with Malbec. So we have like poultry, um, especially dark meat, like duck or lean red meat, like beef brisket, Mm. um, which I don't think I've had brisket before. It's like often in pulled pork and stuff like that. Yum. That that part of the animal. Um, So, yeah. So for taste pairings. Like, we want to look for spicy, more earthy flavors. Those usually complement pretty well, like smoked paprika. Um, we got thyme, black pepper, uh, cumin. Those all go pretty well with Malbec. Um, this wine can really hold up to strong flavors, too. So, like, funky cheeses. Ooh, or funky. Funky. Funky cheeses or rich pasta dishes can really hit the spot with this one. Mm. Yeah, and as usual, both of these wines were... In the ten to twenty dollar range, um, at a local supermarket, and yes, Maine lets uh, supermarkets sell alcohol, which is sweet. Woohoo! Um, but we actually had to look around, as we mentioned, to find a Melbeck that wasn't from Argentina. Um, we looked at maybe twenty or thirty from Argentina before finding a few that were from France. Right. And it doesn't help that, as usual, the French Malbecs were all labeled uh, as where they were from, not the grape that's inside the bottle. Yeah. So we had to kind of Google and, and figure that out. Fun but, treasure um, hunt. But as we mentioned, it makes sense since it makes sense since 75% of all grapes in the world that are Malbec are planted in Argentina. So yeah, you're well, going to get 75% of the bottles from there. I imagine as well. Yeah. Um, well, I'm ready to smell at least 50% smell. Right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> do you want to go first or should I? How much alcohol is in this one? <laughs> Less alcohol than the first. Weird. It smells, it smells more alcoholic to me for some reason. And I'm definitely getting leather. I again. think also the green aspect. I'm definitely getting that. Some kind of um, herbal. It's almost a aperitif level of herbiness. Uh, mm. Think like Jägermeister or something like super herby. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm getting a little bit of herby too. Some some small amount of fruit as well, although it's really light. You know, it would be hard to pinpoint exactly what that is, but dark fruit. Yeah, that's what I expect. I'll call it current since we don't know what that <laughs> smells like. Edumacated guess right there. <laughs> the, there's something there, fruity. I guess I, if I had to place it, I would call it a berry, a like mixed berry. You know? Yeah, it's definitely similar in color as the Argentina one. It's very dark red, plummy color. Yeah, it was interesting. You mentioned the the rim being super magenta, and that's like a way that you would be able to tell Malbec apart from potentially a Bordeaux or something. 
I'm not sure that I could I could differentiate that rim here. It looks pretty, I don't know, like a wine. Well, we haven't sipped it yet. Well, I guess uh I guess we should taste it then. Okay. Well, it's much higher in acidity than the first and similar body. Just, yeah, I'm getting just uh spices. Yep. Mostly. Uh, agree. It's uh it's a strong flavor. I I like this. I think I like the first one slightly more, but it's uh like you mentioned, the first one was a pretty easy to drink kind of straightforward. This is a lot more flavors mixing together. Yes, it's more complex. It's hard to kind of place some taste because all I'm kind of getting is herby. I'm not getting the leather like I smelled. Yeah. And not getting a ton of fruit either. That's kind of in the back. It, But it's like well balanced enough that I can't place many different notes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a little bit nondescript in that way. The, the acidity, I think, being higher does mask a little bit of that. But by the end, the, if the finish is pretty smooth, it, it, it definitely... Yeah, it's still pretty soft, yeah. It definitely has that pepper that we smelled mm-hmm. on the on the taste as well. Um, it you can feel the alcohol to back of your throat. It's mm. warm, which is funny because it's less alcoholic than the first one. But yeah, I'm definitely craving some funky cheese. <laughs> yeah, I think you always are though. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> so one interesting thing that we kind of find out while we were trying to pick out this uh, bottle from France was that. Malbec, at least historically, was often used as a blending wine. So it was often blended, especially with Bordeaux. And even today, it can be pretty difficult to find a purely Malbec bottle from France. Um, In this case, this one is, as far as we know. Um, They don't list any other grapes on the bottle. But yeah, it is just kind of interesting that none of the other, all the other ones that were on the shelf were all blends. Uh, So, you know, even if they were mostly Malbec, Whereas in the Argentinian section, Malbec was the star of the show. Yeah. So. so that's why we found maybe two or three of these at Whole Foods. Yeah. Yep. And Malbec is just kind of coming back to light as a major grape on its own. Again, because of Argentina. But one cool historical fact that we found was that the last time Malbec was super popular was during Prohibition, actually, here Ooh. in the States. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically the cheapest grape for bootleggers to make like jug wine with. And so people probably didn't know what they were drinking, but chances are it was Malbec. So, Brittany. Yeah. We've just tried these two different kind of styles of Malbec. We did. We did. What was different between them? And uh, yeah, thoughts? Well, honestly, well, the first wine wasn't super complex. I think the second one from France was more complex. It had a lot more notes that I couldn't nail down. The first one I was I was able to differentiate the different tastes that were within it. So <laughs> so that's the biggest difference to me right now. I think both are very similar in color. It just makes sense that they are. Um I think they're very similar in how smooth they are. Those are the things that are coming up for me. What about you, Cyrus? Yeah, I was again expecting the first one to be fruitier 
than it was based just based on the smell. Also, you know, from our research, but also just smelling it, it smells so fruity. Yeah. And it tastes a lot more savory and less sweet than I expected. I agree. Comparing it to the second one, I think the second one, the number one thing that, that gets me is how peppery it tastes. And I like that. I think that that's really cool. It's not bad. It's not a taste you often find, or at least I have often found in my short career drinking wine. Right. Uh, that you actually feel like a little bit of a spicy aftertaste. That's Ooh. cool. Yeah. But again, I think I like the first one better in general. I think that as like a, you know, a everyday wine, it's just going to be, it's going to fit more palates. Yeah. It's going to go better with more dishes. I agree. So, and, you know, similar prices, I think it's worth the money. But so it's definitely not a bad bottle to pick up. For sure. The second one, I think, is a little bit more of a special bottle. And I think it could potentially do with more age as well. Yeah. One thing that we kind of found was that Malbec ages, you know, for the first, let's say, eight to ten years pretty well. So, you know, this could be a good candidate for that. I wonder mm. if those peppery notes might kind of... Change. Yeah, it might change over time. I think that would be an interesting Ooh. thing to to find there. And I think it is since it is more of a special taste, I think it it's more of a special occasion wine. Even yeah. if I like it a little bit less, if that makes sense. Well, maybe if we get a huge wine cellar in our basement one day, we'll start collecting. Yeah, <laughs> a little humidor. Yeah. That'd be cool. Very. Is that even the right word? I think that's for cigars or something. <laughs> well, that, that's um an interesting screw up if it is. Let me know. Everybody, <laughs> I just messed that up. All right. Um. Well, <laughs> Brittany, I'm looking forward to drinking some more wine <laughs> right now with you. <laughs> you know what? I am too. And with you, listener, we hope to drink more wine with you soon. All righty. Bye, everybody. Bye. Psych.